From Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center in Vacaville, California. I have it on very good authority that that song was written just for us for this service, so we need to give them a much better hand. Isn't that beautiful? Absolutely beautiful. New eyes for a new year. This is 2020, 2020. Yay! It's the first Sunday in 2020. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, look around, catch someone's eye and say Happy New Year. And then wish them amazing joy throughout the year. Yeah. You know, I affirm for each and every one of us that the new year brings ever new joy each and every day, each and every moment, because last year we focused on awakening to our oneness, our oneness with God, our oneness with each other. And when we know the truth of our being is one with God, joy is inevitable. Because joy is who we naturally are. What happens is that stuff you know that stuff? It piles up, it weighs us down, we drag it around, and we become too burdened to feel the joy that is the truth of our being. And we've released all that. Last Sunday we had a melting bowl ceremony. Everyone's feeling lighter, more free, and joy is the inevitable outcome of releasing all of that stuff. Lots of stuff, but it's gone. It's gone. So, Happy New Year. This is a perfect time to tell about my favorite cartoon clip. I've told it before, but it's fine. Um, Dennis the Menace sitting on the front uh, steps, and the sun is rising, and he's got his pajamas on, and, and he's holding his teddy bear, and his father is peeking out of the door, and his father has morning hair, he hasn't combed his hair yet, and sleepy eyes, and he's got this question mark looking at Dennis, like, what are you doing here? And Dennis looks back at his father and says, days are sure neat before they've been used. <laughs> so years are sure neat. Isn't this the most wonderful year? Because it hasn't been used yet, right? We can do anything with it. Absolutely anything. All the wondrous possibilities. And if we do it together, this is one amazing community. Just imagine. Imagine what we can do. 2020, Happy New Year. It's a time for new beginnings. All kinds of new beginnings, new possibilities, new hope, new adventures. How many people think of life as an adventure? Right. You know, and, and we can do that throughout the year, whatever comes up. Oh, there's a traffic jam. What a great adventure this is. <laughs> I can find, how many things can I see that are green? 
how many things can I see that are yellow? Or we get in line in the grocery store and it's moving slowly. What a great adventure I can turn this into. Or sometimes we do something like a trip to the beach or to the mountains and it's easy to feel that those things are adventures. Someone taught me a long time ago to think of everything that was happening as an adventure and it really made life easier. It really made life easier. When something's an adventure instead of a problem, we go through it differently. So new adventures, new understanding. And there's something to, to that when we go deeper, our understanding of who we are, what we're dealing with changes. So we have a new understanding, new ways of knowing. Is everyone aware that we as people have a multitude ways of knowing? In our Western culture, we get confused sometimes and think that rational thought, logical thought, is the only way of knowing things. I mean, in unity, we don't. But there's intuitive ways of knowing, there's creative ways of knowing, there's relational ways of knowing. In other words, I get to know my world through you, or through you, or through you. And it's a different way of knowing than the creative way of knowing. When I get to know the world through the photographs I take, or my son gets to know the world through the paintings and sculptures that he makes, or the way Narian and Janet get to know the world through the songs that they write. Don't you get to know the world through your creative activity? It's all so different and rich and actually an adventure. So we can open to new ways of knowing, new ways of knowing ourselves, new ways of knowing God, new ways of knowing each other. But the very first step in all of these new beginnings is knowing who we are knowing who you are. Because we forget. You know, we spent all last year getting to know our oneness, the truth of who we are, and now we can forget it in a second. You know, we can think that we're a small, separate, vulnerable, helpless little person when in truth we are the magnificence of God. So we begin always by knowing who we are. If you find yourself in a circumstance and you're feeling helpless, you're feeling overwhelmed, stop, breathe, and remember who you are. It's much easier to face all of those things when we know who we are. Wayne Dyer said, once you see yourself, as divine and precious, you will automatically be converted to a being that can create miracles. Right? So knowing who we are means knowing ourselves as divine and precious. We can do amazing things when we're divine and precious. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 6, the nations will see your vindication 
and all kings your glory. You will be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will bestow. Vindication. Do you have a feeling attached to vindication? You know those moments when you think that you are all those problems that you're facing. And maybe you're even beating up on yourself for the problems you are facing. And then someone or something comes along and it frees you of all of that. And you know the truth that you're far greater than that. That's vindication. That's moving from being seen as downtrodden to being seen as glorious. So when we allow ourselves to be vindicated because we truly are, the kings will see our glory and we will have a new name that God gives us. You know, in the Bible, there are many, many examples of in the moment that a person allowed their life to be transformed, they are given a new name by God. Abram, when he took on the role of the father of the Israeli nation, Abram became Abraham. Saul was a man who persecuted Christians. He thought the whole Christian thing was hogwash and needed to be destroyed. And then one day when he was on his way to do his murderous duty, he got to see the Christ. He got to know the Christ. And his life was transformed. He became far greater than he had been. And his name changed from Saul to Paul. So today we will embrace our own transformation and move to a higher level of being and with that God will give each and every one of us a new name. The book of Revelations to him who overcomes how many people here have overcome? Oh, come on, admit it. <laughs> Each and every one of us has had many opportunities to overcome a challenge, a problem, an apparent stumbling block. So to us, or to anyone who overcomes, to him I will give some of the hidden manna. Everyone know what manna is? In the story in Exodus, where Moses was leading his people out of slavery, and he was taking them through the desert, God provided nourishment, and that was manna. And all they had to do was gather it. So manna is our spiritual nourishment, those of us who overcome. So to him who overcomes, to him I will give some of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone and a new name written on the stone which no one knows but he who receives it. So you have your white stone, and you will be given your new name. In the time of Jesus, when someone was released from prison, they were given a stone, a white stone, and it was a sign of their freedom. It was a sign that they were legitimately a free person. 
and they were given a new name to write on that stone and they carried that stone with them everywhere they went to remember who they were but also to prove to others that they were a free person, legitimately freed. So you may want to choose to carry your white stone everywhere you go. Maybe, maybe not, but it's a thought. So that was a story of the white stone, how people were given that after they were released from prison. And when you get your white stone during the meditation, you will be holding the question, what is my new name? And you will allow that question to sit with you and just gently ask that and then open to what comes. For some people, right then and there during the ceremony, they hear their new name. In that case, you can go ahead and write that name on the stone. Very often when people hear their new name, what happens is they say, no, nope, no way, that's not me. Don't want that name. I, I shared a story with myself how I did that at a retreat. It wasn't a name but an intention. And I decided ahead of time my intention was going to be surrender. And what came in the meditation was whole and complete. And I said, nope, no way. That doesn't mean anything to me. I don't want whole and complete. I want surrender. <laughs> Everyone get the irony of that? I finally accepted the intention that was given me. And I had to grow into it. Because when I got it, it meant nothing to me. By the end of the year, it was so powerful and so meaningful. And to this very day, I treasure what it means to be whole and complete. So if you get a name and your reaction is, uh-uh, this isn't mine, it has nothing to do with me, well, maybe that's true today. But a year from today, it might be the most precious name that you could have. So listen, accept the name that you are given and allow yourself to grow into it. You might get a name like success or super dad or superhero or goddess, you know, or joy or peace, love, whatever it is. So we begin by knowing who we are and we will have a white stone ceremony to put that into place. And then we set our intention. If I get a name that says, I am a friend of God, what does that mean going forward? How do I live into that name in the coming year? What does a friend do? A friend spends time. A friend listens. A friend talks, a friend trusts. So that means that if my name that I got is friend of God, then in the coming year, I need to spend time with God. I need to listen to God. I need to share my deepest secrets with God. I need to trust God if I am a friend of God. So this is how you work with it. 
And so you set your intentions as well as you can, aligning with this new name. But you also set your intentions by asking, what am I called to do? What is mine to do? What is my calling? And then when you set those intentions, you, you can put those forward through the year and allow those intentions to create the year that you are living into. Deepak Chopra said, through your intent, you can literally command the laws of nature to fulfill your dreams and desires. Because we are divine. We are one with God. And we can use the power of our intention to create our year. Carlos Castaneda said, intention is an unmeasurable and indescribable force. And everything that exists in the entire cosmos is attached to intent. Quite powerful. So you can check it out through the years. See how powerful your intention can be and we can talk about it next December. Tammy Simon is the founder of Sounds True, a wonderful website and source of audio materials, some written materials. She said, today I will live according to the promptings of my heart. It's a beautiful intention, isn't it? So once we have all of that in the meditation, our new name and a sense of what we're being called to do, you will have an opportunity to write one or two letters. You have two sheets of paper. One of the letters would be a letter to God. And you write to God using whatever name of God inspires you the most that feels right to you. And then when you're done, you sign love and put your name. The other letter you are invited to write is if God were writing to you today, what would God say to you? So that letter begins, Dear Gary, or Dear Allie, or Dear Ed, or Dear Bertha, and it is signed by God, using whatever name for God feels good to you. You will be guided through that in the meditation. And then at the end you will be asked to put one or both letters in an envelope and put your address on the envelope because we will send that letter to you in six months. So you could look back on today and just Check in. How is the year going? How are you doing with your intention, with your calling? So this is what it looks like. Dear, whatever name for God, love your name. That's one of the letters. Or God's letter to me would begin, Dear, whatever your name, Dear Marilyn, 
or dear Karen, love, sign God by whatever name you choose for God. Okay? I have one face that looks confused. Is, every, is everyone f fairly clear? Should I go through this again? Okay, we're good. All right, so with that, we begin our meditation, and it will be a little bit different. It will be the white stone and the letters, and it'll flow back and forth. Thank you for listening to Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center. Our services are every Sunday, 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock at 350 North Orchard Avenue in Vacaville, California. You can support our podcast by making a donation at www.unityvacaville.org. Just